Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast as we continue our EPL preview series. Ori Benatar here with Esteban Bailey. And in this preview, we're going to be taking a look at Brighton and Hove Albion, who returned to the Premier League their first season in quite some time last year. They were able to stay up. A lot of people pin them as a relegation favorite, but they were able to stay up. They were only in relegation position after week after match day two, and then they had a nice run in the season. They were in eighth, their highest point, finished the year last year in 15th, nine wins, 13 draws, 16 losses. Uh, yeah, their wins are very scattered. They didn't really have any big streaks. Their biggest streak probably from January to March got a win over West Ham, beat Swansea. They also beat Arsenal. It seems like Esteban, all of these teams beat Arsenal last year. It don't remind me about it. <laughs> no, it's really it's interesting. It's it was the first time that uh, any relegation teams or uh, teams that were newly promoted were able to beat Arsenal, as both Newcastle and uh, Brighton were able to beat Arsenal during Arsene Wenger's last season. So really annoying, but yeah, <laughs> horrible. That's just the reality, but we're talking about Brighton here, and their top scorer last year was really their only scorer in general. It was Glenn Murray signing with Brighton last season. He scored 14 goals. He is the only person on Brighton who scored double-digit goals for the season. Their second-best goal scorer was uh, Pascal Gross from midfield. He scored five goals, but there were a lot of breakout stars on this Brighton team, and they were fun to watch at times. Yeah, I think they have some interesting players. I mean, uh, surprisingly for such a conservative coach and Chris Houghton, they actually were pretty entertaining to watch. They were very defensively solid. They played a 4-4-2, but Glenn Murray was just a beast, especially in the second half of the season where he it seemed like he was terrorizing teams just on the counterattack, and his physicality in the air was nearly unmatched in the EPL last season. Also, I, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Izquierdo, the purchase from uh, Club Bruges last year that was their most expensive sign ever he was mostly inconsistent but when he was on his game oh my goodness his dribbling his ability to pass from deep his scoring like he scared though was such a danger man out wide and you need players with that kind of flair to succeed in the EPL and you know for a team that came in 15th you know Brighton was a tough team to beat they weren't really blown out in many games they were in most of the games that they were in against the top six I mean they almost tied uh, Man City in the opening day of the season so it's an interesting team it's just where are the goals going to come from will Glenn Murray have a season like he did last year I'm not sure about that yeah, you need more production in general from the attackers. Izquierdo needs to have production, but Brighton's going to have a full season of Jurgen Locadia, who they signed in January of last year. He scored two goals in his six appearances in the in all competitions last year. He had his moments, and I think a full season with Locadia is going to be really good. You also have Leonardo Ujoa. I don't know if he's going to score much. Tomer Hamed is, I think, the key for Brighton. He needs to be able to score some goals. He was signed from uh, La Liga to Brighton a few seasons back helped them get into the EPL from the championship he only scored twice in 19 games so he is one of the top choice strikers for this team is Kierdo I think needs to be a little more productive uh, in the final third but they have a very you know a variety of nationalities on their squad you know you got Israelis and Baram Kayal and Tomer Hamed you have Anthony Nockhart who's uh, French Pascal Gross is German Davy Proper is Dutch they have a very uh, a worldwide squad plus goalkeeper Matthew Ryan, who was one of the best keepers last season in the Premier League. And Brighton, once again, making a lot of signings. They haven't made any, you know, big splashes like they did maybe last year, you know, signing someone like Pascal Gross from the Bundesliga, Matthew Ryan from Valencia, uh, Izquierdo, Tim Krul as a backup, and then Jurgen Locadia from PSV. Their most notable signing thus far is probably Florin Andon. He was a striker from... 
uh, Deportivo La Coruña in La Liga. He's Romanian. Didn't score many goals, but again, this is another striker for Brighton. They might be overloaded with strikers that can't produce as well as Chris Hutton will look to get his Brighton team past 15th place. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were going to be able to get past 15th place, though, because... You know, even though they have made some of these signings, uh, there's also players like Yves Basuma from Lyle, uh, who's a very physical Malian uh, midfielder. He's pretty interesting as a prospect. I think he's only 21 years old. He could be one of those players like Kuyate on West Ham, who is just a very, you know, very good player in the middle of the park. M- doesn't really contribute to the stat sheet, but is a, just a very interesting player and is able to keep things moving along. You also have Leon Balogun, who's a Nigerian international, to keep that international flavor going. He played at the World Cup this year. He gave up that ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> penalty to Modric in the group stage where he just wrapped his arms all around him but uh, he's an interesting player as well he played pretty well in the group stage regardless of that moment uh, you also have Bernardo from RB Leipzig who's their attacking left back uh, he didn't get a lot of game time in Leipzig but he's a very very interesting Brazilian prospect who maybe in a Premier League kind of system with a 4-4-2 and he's bombing down the left he might actually contribute with some more uh, crosses into the box that Glenn Murray can head in but you know that's the thing I'm not sure if this team has a lot of room for improvement. I mean, it's there's not a ton of young talent on the team. Uh, yes, it's an international team, but uh, you know, the, the the talent there is not at the exceptional level. I think there might be a cap to their abilities to perform at the you know in this first division of England. So. I'm not sure. It, it, I think this. I think Brighton could struggle this year. I'm not sure because they have a lot of. They have a good coach and they're very defensively solid, and you need that uh, when you're a struggling team. But I, I think they could drop. I think they're they're a potential relegation candidate. I would agree. I don't see much uh, much incredible talent in defense. I mean, their top defenders. You've got Shane Duffy, Lewis Dunk, Bruno, Gaetan Bong, and uh, Ezekiel Shaloto. So defensively, it might be their weakness. They did concede. Uh, 54 goals last year compared to scoring 34. So the minus 20 goal difference, that's a big gap. It is 10 ahead of Huddersfield who finished below them. We'll discuss them in a later podcast. But I think based on Brighton's defense and maybe based on uh, the midfield being a little more defensive, then yeah, Brighton is a potential relegation team. I think their season all comes down to staying healthy because you had a lot of guys on Brighton who got injured early on in the season and couldn't play till November, December. And it all depends on having, you know, goals coming from different sources. You need not just Glenn Murray to score. You need his Kierdo to score. You need Locadia to turn into a great player. Dutch fans are going to hope for that, too, as Holland looks to rebrand their football after missing out on the two last tournaments. You need Hamed to score. Maybe Sam Baldock comes in and gets a couple goals. So I think the key for Brighton, they got to be able to put the ball in the net not just one player. You need to have at least two guys that can score in double digits. That is a very key piece to being a competitive team in the EPL. And I think Brighton might be in danger of being a potential relegation team based on the fact that the teams coming into the league from the championship have a lot of good players. You know, likes of Fulham and Wolves I'm looking at, I don't foresee them as a relegation team at all because I think Wolves has bought enough players to be really good and Fulham has an incredible amount of talent coming through and they're going to just, you know, try and stay in the league for as long as they can back when they were doing it in the 2000s and the 1990s. So I think Brighton, potential relegation for sure. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, Glenn Murray wasn't really a 
valuable contributor for Crystal Palace when he was playing for them before he moved to Brighton. Um, Glenn Murray might, might, you know, last season might have been his best time. It might have been just a one-season wonder where he was just, you know, in the right system with the right kind of crosses, you know, just everything fell his way. And this season might be difficult. Teams might be more wary of Glenn Murray's aerial ability and, you know, his counterattacking ability. I think I think he's going to struggle this year. We're going to have, you know, by the, you know, by December, we might start wondering, oh, no, Glenn Murray isn't really scoring. Brighton's hovering near that relegation spot. And, you know, as we've seen ever, you know, as we see every season in the in the Premier League, if you don't have a player that can score goals, you are going to get relegated. I mean, West Brom, they that was their problem last year. Stoke, I mean, everything was their problem last year. But, you know, Stoke also lacked a true consistent goal scorer. Shakiri is more of a creative player, not an attacker. Uh, you know, it's just you got to have it's very rare that you have a team that just cannot score goals that <laughs> survives. I mean, Huddersfield is probably the biggest example I can think of and Brighton too. I mean, they don't, they didn't score that many goals last year, but they got the goals when it mattered and they got a goal scorer who was able to just break the deadlocks of 0-0s to make it one nothing and get those two extra points and get them a little higher up the field, uh, higher up the table. So, I think they're going to struggle. I especially as you've mentioned, the teams that are coming in are really good. The teams that left the EPL are real were really really bad. Just horrible relegation teams last season and I think this year is going to be you know we're, we're going to have we're going to have some real strugglers if uh, you, there's no major improvement or any major purchase in the market I don't see Brighton as a last place 19th place I think if they did get relegated it would be an 18th by a few points but I'd say their range is probably 13th to 18th I would say I don't think they can reach up towards the higher uh, mid table but we'll see what happens with the Seagulls can they stay in the EPL um for another year. The key is home field advantage also. They won seven of their nine games at home. The Seagulls really love home. They only won two times on the road. So the Amex, a very big home ground for Brighton and Hove Albion. Esteban, some final thoughts from you before we say it a bye? Well, I just want to say that the Brighton fans are really great. Uh, they, they were one of the most passionate fan groups. That stadium is beautiful. I think even though Brighton might struggle this season, it's they're a very great story. Chris Howden is the only uh, black manager in the EPL, and that's kind of a shame. He's a pretty good manager. I think he can keep them up. I think the fans deserve, you know, I think we as EPL fans deserve a team with as passionate of fan base as Brighton. And I think those Brighton fans deserve another season in the EPL. They're pretty fun. And it was always cool to see uh, just how crazy those Southern England people would get during the matches. So hopefully they stay in. I'm not sure. But, you know, that's why we got to watch the season. It's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, I like Brighton. Also, I don't know why I said uh, say a bye. I think that's what I said when I threw it to you. That was weird. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know what I said. I'm going to have to work on my saying things. That's why we say things on the Top Flight Podcast. So that's our Brighton and Hove Albion preview. Make sure to check out all of our other previews, or if you want to reminisce about the World Cup, go look at all our uh, Road to Moscow episodes. But we're going to be continuing this series as we preview every one of the 20 teams for the 2018-19 EPL season right here on the Top Flight Podcast. <laughs>